Welcome to another Cold Fusion podcast. One of the most important and fundamental technologies which most people take for granted are batteries. Without batteries, some of the most common technology couldn't exist, such as mobile phones, laptops, electric scooters, and even the 12 volt batteries that run the electronics in a regular car. In 2019, battery technology is finally starting to move. And in this episode of the Cold Fusion podcast, we'll see how a new industry is emerging from a recent wave of development. You are listening to Cold Fusion. With the earliest discoveries being the Baghdad batteries believed to be roughly 2,000 years old. However, the invention of the battery wasn't recognized until 1800 when Alessandro Volta debuted his zinc copper battery. In recent times, the battery has become crucial to technological advancement. Batteries have also allowed aircraft to go electric. The main limiting factors for modern batteries are their cost, size, and storage capacity. Over the last decade, so-called breakthroughs were announced many times but fell short of their promises. That's not to say that there haven't been improvements. For example, Tesla's battery cost has been cut in half and capacity increased by 60% between 2008 and 2015. It's also reported that between 2012 and 2017, general battery cell prices fell by 70%. However, despite the progress, batteries are often a limiting factor of new technology, and by that sentiment, they must improve. That is easily said, but improving the technology is harder to do, particularly finding appropriate materials. One issue with renewable energy is storage. Electricity can be generated by renewable sources, but the production by these sources don't coincide with the electrical demand of the population. For example, in solar, the sun sets just as the electricity demand increases when people come home from work. Better batteries will make renewables able to supply more of the electricity demand even if the source isn't live. MIT professor Don Sadoway is trying to do just that, patenting a battery to run entire neighborhoods the company developing the technology is called Ambry and even has Bill Gates as an investor. What separates Ambry batteries from the rest is that it is the only battery where all three active components are in liquid form. Both the electrodes, the terminals, are liquid as well as the molten solution between them. As a result, the battery has a low cost and a long lifespan. Tesla is also aiming to solve the same problem with a new giant battery storage facility in California. It's expected to debut in the near future. The company has already solved South Australia's blackout issues by installing their battery facilities in under 90 days. The Tesla battery pack was a massive success and performed well, possessing the ability to supply 100 megawatts of power in just 140 milliseconds. The energy prices for on-grid demand response services went down 90% in the first four months of operation. Furthermore, the state saved $35 million in that same four-month period. This has proved that maybe it's time to stop laughing at the concept of batteries powering an electrical grid. So it's clear that things suddenly seem to be changing. But why? What caused all of this to happen? Surprisingly, it all starts with an individual cell small enough to fit in the palm of your hand. These are the fundamental building blocks of the massive utility batteries powering cities. Elon Musk and his team at Tesla saw a unique business opportunity that opened up due to advancing technology. You see, all they had to do was build an efficient, cheap battery cell and scale it up. It goes something like this. A single battery cell powers something like a vaporizer, a few order of magnitude more cells powers a car, a few orders of magnitude above that powers a town, and you get the point. Batteries have only just reached the point to make all of this possible. It's such a simple concept, but it's changing the world. To pull this all off, Tesla needed to make a lot of batteries, and their Gigafactory, one of the biggest buildings on Earth, was built to do it. The company is set to be the largest battery maker in the world. 
As battery technologies continue to improve, we'll need drastically less batteries to achieve the same scalable power. It's all pretty cool, but even more exciting is the fact that these battery projects are coming online all around the world. Battery technology would also mean that electric vehicles could become more commonplace. In order to achieve better batteries in EVs, China has implemented a policy to provide more subsidies to manufacturers of longer-range EVs. China will subsequently pull back the subsidies on companies that are not producing as long-range batteries as their competitors. Currently, lithium-ion batteries are the king of battery technology. Here, lithium atoms are stored inside of graphite layers inside a cell. The lithium atoms lose and regain electrons, providing the electrical output. Cell and Nanotechnologies is a company based in California that's trying to get that breakthrough in lithium-ion technology. They intend to use microscopic silicon particles to store the lithium inside the battery. Their CEO, Jean Berdikevsky, was quoted saying, An atom of silicon can store about 20 times more lithium than atoms of carbon. Essentially, it takes fewer atoms to store the lithium, so you can have a smaller volume of material storing the same amount of energy." End quote. Many companies and research laboratories are looking into this technology, but what sets Scylla apart is that they claim to have solved the expansion problem. This arises as silicon expands and damages the battery with each charge. The new batteries perform up to 40% better and charge up to 9 times as fast because of the reduced thickness of the anode. Scylla have received $70 million from investors including Samsung and are set to launch their products in 2019. They're able to do this so quickly because they're using existing battery manufacturing techniques and have working, sellable batteries already. Research into aluminium iron batteries have been conducted for several years now. It promises to be safer and cheaper than lithium iron. Lithium iron batteries have a tendency to explode or catch fire if damaged. You may recall the Samsung Galaxy Note 7 debacle of 2016. Aluminium iron batteries don't react in the same way and can even have a hole drilled into them and still keep running. The cost of the battery in comparison to lithium-ion is also much cheaper, as aluminium is the third most abundant element taking up 8.1% of the Earth's crust. Researchers at Stanford and the University of New South Wales have both said that this is promising technology but still is in the early days in terms of development and commercial viability. With 3.4 million EV batteries expected to be produced by 2025, what happens to these batteries after we're done with them? Well, in the case of electric cars, the batteries have a life of 10 years after being taken out from the chassis of the car. They can be used for anything from powering car charging stations to storing energy for homes. Currently, there's a joint effort to keep batteries out of landfill. After a decade, these batteries' raw materials can then be recycled. So let's do a recap. So currently, battery prices have fallen 70% since 2012, and Tesla's battery capacity has increased 60% from 2008. We have liquid batteries set to power entire neighborhoods, Tesla's utility batteries are already proving practical for off-peak energy storage, solving blackout issues and drastically reducing cost. Lithium silicon batteries coming later this year that perform 40% better and charge much faster. And research into aluminium iron batteries intensifying. With such considerable demand for batteries, the monetary incentive now exists to spawn a new wave of battery development. For example, Toyota has 233 patents and has invested $14 billion into commercializing a new solid-state battery for the early 2020s. The company is so serious they're dedicating 200 employees to advancing this technology. There are countless other projects and types of batteries being developed, such as vanadium redox, lithium air, fluoride ion, and the list goes on. And herein lies a fundamental truth of the progress of battery technology. Previous to the last decade, there wasn't a strong financial incentive to improve battery technology. Now that electric cars and battery utility storage are proving to have a definite potential for a viable large-scale market, 
Everyone is rushing to create the best tech and sell it. It all comes down to the profit. In the end, we all win. 10 years ago, people didn't even believe decent electric cars were possible, and established car manufacturers weren't taking them seriously until 2018. A battery revolution is coming, and this time, it's different. But for now, lithium iron reigns supreme, and the demand will not stop. Even in Western Australia where I live, there's a new lithium mining boom caused by this new technological gold rush. Perhaps the future of the electrical grid will be a combination of renewable energy sources stored in batteries and clean energy. As assets age out, old power plants, old transmission lines, and things have to be replaced, what we're finding is batteries in large format systems are just a better way to rebuild that infrastructure and substitute in some cases for jobs we did with transmission lines. In other cases, they substitute for jobs we did with power generators. That's more compact. It fits in urban areas uh, where we can't build power plants today. And it allows our grids to be uh, flexible and take the best advantage of the renewables that, that are being built all over. We can even begin to imagine what new kind of technologies will be enabled by better batteries. Who will be the first to reach the breakthrough? One thing is certain, the race is on. For me, it's been fascinating to watch and track the progress over just the last few years. Thanks for listening, guys. That was a look at battery technology. If you've enjoyed this episode of Cold Fusion, please head over to Apple Podcasts, subscribe, and leave a review. For those of you who have Android phones, you can listen and subscribe to Cold Fusion on Google Podcasts and Spotify. This has been Dagogo, and thanks for listening to the Cold Fusion podcast. Cheers, guys. Cold Fusion. It's new thinking.